This week on The Reverse Stick, Ashley Morrison talks to us from the Champions Trophy in Breda. The Hockey Series Open keeps rolling out, and your club, my club, every club. Hashtag Livestream Hockey. And welcome to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. I'm John Lee, your co-host. The other co-host is Matt Allen. Hello, white, wavy, smiley face man. Hey, mate. How you going? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, had an absolutely sensational hockey week, even though I was injured at the weekend for my boys' game. Um, my heart was warmed and uh, my spirit invigorated. And do you know what I think about this great game of ours? You love it. No, you're right, I do, Have I love it. Have you taken to your own sound effects now? Nah, you yeah, don't sting. Just have a go. Um, mate, I, I'm back in love with the game again. Um, we'll talk more about that later on in the in the show. Oh, is it a love letter to the game, is it? Uh, no, not some, no, I'll just, some shared experience of mine over the weekend. And uh, and we've also had a, a really encouraging meeting as well with a state association this week about putting some positive programs into place and... Uh, I think the world's wonderful and and, uh, and hockey's at the absolute centre of all of it. Uh, let's get on to the news. News. Well, plenty to talk about, isn't there, mate? Ah, um, uh, there is. Should we, should we do a, uh, a rundown of the scores from the hockey series open in no, Singapore just before first? before we start, we have got um, Champions Trophy on at the moment. Of course. Um, in, in fact, it's the India-Australia game is just get, about to get underway. Our um, interview tonight is Ashley Morrison. We recorded this a couple of hours ago, before, as he was just about to leave to get to the game. Um, let's just see. Did he? Did he make it? Interesting. High fives. He's yeah, he's substitutes. There. there he is. There he is. Um, yeah. So if, if we get a bit distracted um, during this evening's recording, it's because we've got one eye on the screen, and and of course, why would you not have one eye on, on the screen at the moment? It's the most comprehensive um, set of available games of hockey to view from across the globe that we've ever known over the past few days. It's been insane trying to keep up with it on at the Hockey Live, hashtag live stream hockey. Um, well, look, the game's just gone underway with Australia in possession to, to start the game, but that is a fantastic stream. That's awesome. It looks fantastic. It, let's yeah. not get involved in the commentary on no, this we one. because Yeah, that's let's, covered. Uh, let, let's move on to... The other news, because as you mentioned, the hockey series open well, and, tr- and we'll hear, we'll talk more Champions Trophy with Ashley, who's our feature. That's right. That's coming up. Yep. Hockey, so series, hockey series open. open. Where so do we start? The well, Singapore? Singapore first, because that's got underway first, and we've got the competition there for both men and women and taking I've place at the same my time. Women's schedules there. So should we go through the women's results? And it's 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 a it's a packed schedule there as well. They've got the two fields, and there's games running back to back on 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 both uh, both yeah, fields. They're, so. they're playing three d- games a day, basically both men and women. So there's six games of hockey a day. Um, Day one for the women, Thailand took on Hong Kong and beat them 4-0. Malaysia took on Indonesia, 18-0. Probably could see something like that coming. Well, we talked about Malaysia last week, didn't we? Kazakhstan and Singapore, 3-0 to Kazakhstan there. Then day two, Malaysia took on Hong Kong and won 10-0 there. Uh, Indonesia and Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan got up 8-0. And Thailand played Singapore. Ties just getting over the top 1-0 there. Uh, then day three yesterday, because we're on a Wednesday, Indonesia played uh, Thailand, and Thailand won 16-0. So everybody's putting a few past the poor old Thai, um, the Indonesians. Kazakhstan and Malaysia, 8-1 there in favour of Malaysia. Singapore and Hong Kong, a nil-all draw. First draw there. And then again today, Thailand have played Malaysia. Malaysia running out 4-0 victors over Thailand. Now, yeah, the Thais should be pretty happy with that result. Well, yeah, like, you know, they've, they've done very well in the, the various tournaments that have gone around Asia um, in, in the past sort of 18 months. So, you know, yeah. they're, they're definitely a side on the up. Now, there are games going on as we speak. Um, Matt, uh, Hong Kong are playing Kazakhstan in the women. Uh, 2-0 deep in the fourth period, only a couple of minutes to go, so you'd think that Kazakhstan's going to beat Hong Kong 2-0 there. And in the other game, they're at half-time, 5-0 in favour of Singapore over Indonesia, and so Singapore well and truly on the way to a victory. So, so on, on, the ma- on the men's the side, table. yeah, table. Singapore at the top on the men's side. Are you on the, on the women's side? The women's Sorry. side yeah. of is uh, Malaysia on top, four wins, four no losses. 
Uh, 40 goals for, one against. Not bad there. Thailand, uh, they've won three games and scored 21 goals, only conceded four. So that's a pretty good effort from a, a lower-ranked nation and start to drop off a bit. Kazakhstan, battling above their weight, you'd suggest. I had two wins. Singapore in fourth place. Hong Kong, China in fifth. And uh, Indonesia, very much a developing nation, but do have, have built a couple of very fine uh, hockey centres. Yeah, there's, a, there's some intent there. There, there is definitely intent. So we'll look forward to seeing how they can manage to progress in the future. There's still a few games to go. What have we got um, still... Uh, Hong Kong to play Kazakhstan, Singapore to play Indonesia, Hong Kong to play Indonesia, Kazakhstan to play Thailand, Malaysia and Singapore. And then um, fifth will play sixth, third will play fourth and first will play second to be the winner of that tournament. That taking place on the 1st of July, that final. Just a few days away. Yep, should we get to the men? Yep, men. Um, Have you got the scores there? Um, I have indeed. Uh, Just on the table there, Singapore are um, clear at the top there. They've uh, won every game so far. Uh, When they kicked off on the 23rd of June, uh, Myanmar had a win over uh, Hong Kong, 6-2. I won't go through all of them, John. uh, uh, Singapore had a 7-0 win over Indonesia there. Thailand had a 6-0 win over Indonesia. Chinese Taipei had a 9-0 win over Indonesia um, but yeah as I said uh, Singapore are top of the ladder there at the moment and looking good um, Chinese Taipei in second spot um, Thailand not far off it as well they're, they're on third just on goal difference on nine points so. it looks to be quite tight there between Chinese I've, Taipei and I've Thailand watched quite a lot of the games and yeah. look some of the hockey hasn't been that, that polished but there's been some really great games. We've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be the highest level of hockey to be able to watch a good game of hockey. A contest. Uh, what you want to see is a contest. Absolutely. And, yeah, there, there's been a few ding-dongs. And, um, um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. And, look, some of the umpiring's been interesting, but obviously they're developing nations and they're developing umpires as well. Developing so, goalies too. Yeah, well, yeah quite I did show you an incident earlier <laughs> from one of the games where, where a, uh, a corner was given when it was quite clearly a stroke and a yellow card for the keeper. He somehow managed to launch himself into the back of an attacker uh, with zero interval. He wasn't going to get the ball that high up in the air, was he? Uh, uh, yeah, but, you know, I've seen that happen plenty of times on the hockey field and not even get a short corner out of it. Yeah, this is, look, we're not getting on to the umpiring debate, are we, John? Umpires are fantastic, you know that, Matt. That's Blind right. sages, know all. And here all. But yeah, a few more days to go there. And then we've also got the hockey series open happening in Zagreb in Croatia. Five teams involved there Austria, Wales, Croatia, the host, Switzerland, and Slovakia. Um, most teams have got sort of one or two games in so far. Wales opened up with a 6 1 win over Slovakia. Uh, Croatia, a 2 0 win over Switzerland. And Switzerland then got a 2 1 win over Slovakia. And then uh, most recently, Austria um, beat Wales 3 0. So, uh, looks like it'll be a, a tight competition there, just the five teams involved. Um, and one the, more the game format. going on later today, uh, Austria and Croatia, and then, uh, it's, uh, for, uh, finishing up on June 30, that tournament. So yeah, and it looks like it's just, Robin. just round robin, no, yep. fi- no finals. Yeah. A, Which diff- is a different, different format, format again. <laughs> yeah, it is indeed. It's hard sometimes to get your head around exactly what the hockey open series open is and how it works, but we'll endeavour to get there. We in will the indeed. Uh, There's some more hockey series open coming up very shortly as well, Matt. If you go to the, uh, the what do they call the page? The Match Centre. Match Centre. FIH. Just the FIH Match Centre. Yep. FIH.ch, and then you'll find the link there to the Match Centre. Um, that, that is that is a really good resource resource there as well, John. There were some comments made on an FIH post about uh, results being made available through social media. Um, if you want on-time information, um, particularly for the big tournaments, they can be a little bit slack with the input on it on some of the uh, um, warm-up tournaments and things that are happening. But you can get in onto the system, have a look at who's playing, there's real-time scores that pop up, and um, it's it's through the Altius system, which some of you may be aware of across the hockey world, and I think it's a, a really good system. Like You can keep up with the, 
you know whether you, your team and it, it obviously it happens at a certain level but if our one's team are playing and I can't be there but I can uh, keep an eye on who's got who's got the green cards and the yellow cards hopefully not any red cards um just keep on top of the result it's good so it's um, it's a good a good system a good resource look the next uh, hockey series open is coming up between the 6th and 8th of July it's for women and uh, it's being played in France Matt Beautiful. So that's the next uh, hockey series open. But as far as international hockey that's going on at the moment... Well, we've um, got the Four Nations tournament that's happening. Yeah, that's um, happening. In Breda. Coinciding with the Champions Trophy at the moment. Same venue, in games interspersed in between. And that's involving four teams going yeah, on Yeah, ne- ne- Netherlands and Spain. Japan, Netherlands, China that's and right, Spain. Yeah. So um, Japan opened up with a win. Oh. Yeah, and we'll, we'll hear about that from Ashley in a, well, in a wee shortly, while. But that's going on at the same time. Uh, there's, all, there's plenty of uh, international hockey going on in the next few weeks. And in some ways, I've, I've mentioned before, I find it's a little bit of a pity that there's so much. But at, you know, at the same time, it's, it's good to be able to watch the game, isn't it? Um, there's test matches between uh, Germany and Ireland, the women... Uh, we've also got a four nations, or the, mentioned the four nations, test matches between Ireland and France for the women. Belgium and China women will be playing test matches. No, Ireland and France is the men, I think. Is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Barbados Senior Women's International Invitational Tournament happening June 28th in Bridgetown. Test matches between the German and Italian women. Uh, Canada and China for the men. Canada and France for the women. Uh, Spain and USA in men's. Canada and Belarus in women's, is that right? BLR? Yep. Or Be- yeah, Belarus. Test matches between Ireland and Japan for the women. There's just plenty going on. Uh, so we'll try and keep you updated as what is live and what isn't through the hashtag live stream hockey. Is that Great correct? stuff. That's that's right, mate. Absolutely. Now, it's just a very quick one. No, 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 you're right. Um, <laughs> just You mentioned the Ireland versus France uh, game, so that's going to be the... Uh, in that series there the final international game for Irish hockey legend John German and uh, yeah let's see he'll be hanging up his stick he's the Ireland's record goal scorer so get on down to Gary Duff um, if you can and you hear this in time and uh, give him a fond farewell for sure anything else going on that caught your results wise during the week or? Uh, no, we'll have a little talk about Grand Masters World Cup in a bit but it's, uh, feature interview time Go for it. Get the screen on again. What? You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Oh, that's right. Oh, we've got the game going, haven't we, in the background? Oh, India's got one back. Four minutes to go. Quarter one. We missed it. We were talking. Anyway, uh, time to get to our feature interview here on the Reverse Stick. And joining us on the Reverse Stick... Direct from Breda in the Netherlands, uh, co-host of Not The Footy Show, Ashley Morrison. How are you, Ashley? I'm very well, thanks very much, John. Now, you're there at the Champions Trophy. Uh, there's another tournament going on at the same time. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, first of all, can you set the scene for everybody? How, how is the city, how's the tournament set up and the crowds, etc.? Oh, look, it's been really good. I mean, it's not the biggest of cities, Breda, but it is a very pretty city and uh, they love their hockey here and because the Netherlands is not the largest country it's pretty easy for people to actually get here to watch the hockey and some people have been traveling you know a good hour hour and a half to come and take in the games the Breda Hockey and Bandy Club have set up a fantastic thing like one of the pitches they've completely covered it um, and they've got like a, an entertainment village with bars equipment shops everything there and that's kind of really buzzing in between the games and I, I saw a drone shot of what it was like before they set it all up. And they were saying they started planning in October last year. And then they started setting everything up around April. And wow. again, the VIP area, that's on another pitch as well. And then the players are actually warming up on one of the other pitches. So you can just hear how many pitches they've actually got here. And then there's the main pitch. Um, the, the disappointing thing is, obviously, and we were actually having a discussion about this today because... Uh, the new CEO of the FIH is disappointed that the camera is shooting into a smaller stand, which isn't always full because that's actually the stand for the VIPs, whereas the other stand, which is on the same side as the camera, is jam-packed every day. You know, there's absolutely hardly any seats available. 
but of course the problem is when they set up the stand there's not that much coordination going on between the sort of TV stations and the people with the stadium TV obviously has to shoot with the sun behind it so that otherwise uh, it would be a disaster so I think you're going to see that will change in the angles of the shots but it's been really brilliant it's been well put together huge support for the Dutch there's a lot of support for India and also Pakistan but smatterings of Australians but not that much well let's get to the games first up India and Pakistan to open the tournament on the first day Netherlands Argentina Australia Belgium um, probably the Argentina Netherlands game is the most surprising result there um, yeah I think it was but it, at the same time Argentina I'm sorry Netherlands squandered opportunities in the first half and I remember I was actually commentating that game and you just felt that there was something was going to go awry because they just weren't taking that and Argentina are just that sort of side that you they've just go up on one attack will win either a penalty corner or they'll get a goal but in the last minute for Paredes to just tap it home Max Cowder said he wasn't unhappy because he was happy with the way teams play but I'm sorry I don't believe that one okay. <laughs> he'd certainly be happy about their second turnout though Oh, absolutely. And I mean, they played really well. And they played really well again yesterday against Pakistan. Um, Pakistan are not the walk over everyone thought they were going to be. Roland Altman's has come in and you've got to get, take your hat off to him. He's got them really organised. But the problem is, I don't think their levels of fitness are matching the other teams in this tournament yet. They're working on them. And I was talking to the Australian who's their fitness and conditioning coach. And he was saying that he's managed to sort of halve their body fat from where they were when he took over. So... He's done well on that, but they're still not fit enough. And if you talk to some of the Pakistanis, they were just saying, you know, they don't really have a domestic competition. The players are playing for peanuts up there, and uh, they're really playing for passion. But they want to learn from Roland Altman's, and you can see that in the way they've approached the games. But I think some of it is they're not used to playing the way he is, and as they get tired, their concentration goes. Or if they then try and attack, um, they're just kind of losing their shape a bit. The, the sad thing for me is... And, and I know you guys have watched a lot of hockey. Pakistan always used to be a brilliant side when they went forward and when they attacked, and they'd attack at pace. What is sad is they just don't seem to have any forwards. Their forwards are just devoid of imagination, very slow in movement, and that, you feel at the moment, is an area that they're going to have to look at. But I think Roland Altmus is just trying to shore up the defence first. The team everybody's talking about, Ashley, is India. They started with a 4-0 win, and... Um the next game, they 2-1 win. Two, one win. Yeah. Uh, they're playing the Australians a bit later on today. This will be a big litmus test for them. I think this is going to be a really, really big game because if you look at the way the competition's panning out, if India win this, they've got one foot in the final. They are very, very close to assuring themselves of playing in the final on Sunday. Now, India have never won the Champions Trophy. The closest they got was two years ago in London when they won the silver medal. So it would be a big, big step. Of course, the other side is, you know, Harendra Singh has just taken over. This is his first tournament back in charge of India. It's his fourth time in charge, mind you. But, I mean, Harendra is real flavour of the month, having won the Junior World Cup. And the thing that you notice around the hotel, because they're at the same hotel as me, is they're a really happy bunch. I mean, Manpreet has injured his foot, but, again, they were lucky that they had the two days off because he's obviously been given a little bit longer time to recover. Ramadeep has actually flown home today. He has a problem with his ACL. It's not snapped or torn or anything like that, but apparently there's something rubbing against it, which is causing inflammation. So he's gone home for more sort of exploratory tests when he gets back to India. So they're going to be a man down, but they have been playing exceptionally well. And when you look at their defence again, which has been rock solid, they only con well they didn't concede against Pakistan and they conceded one against Argentina. And this is predominantly Harendra's World Cup, Junior World Cup winning defence. There's only Burindra Lakra who's coming in there, who's uh, of any sort of decent age or experience. So it shows that the Hockey India League, to me, really was a fantastic idea. It brought through a lot of young, talented players. And you just wonder where the next generation behind this lot now is going to come from, because there is no Hockey India League at the moment. We noted in last week's show that that was the, the youngest average age was the Indian um, squad and the, the last game against the Argies, that that's the oldest squad in the competition. Do you think age has a bearing on it? Ah, look, it, I think there is a slight um, bearing on it. In, you know when you're young you believe anything is possible. 
And the great thing with Horenda having put all these young guys in there, and I think he's a brilliant man manager. I'm not sure whether he's you know, a top-class coach, but he certainly knows how to get the best out of the players around him. And if you look at his records, it, you've sort of maybe my comments have been unfair because he has had success at international tournaments and domestic tournaments as a coach. But I just think the thing that's the key for me is how he manages to gel a team together and make them believe in themselves. And, I mean, he's been saying here all along, um, nothing is impossible. And that's been kind of like their mantra throughout this tournament. And if you see them, they're a really happy bunch of guys around the place. And, uh, and they, you know, when you're happy, you tend to play better. One thing we uh, can't let slide by, and I know that... We all have mixed feelings about it, but uh, Siddhar Singh, 300 games, uh, he's got to be given credit for that. Absolutely, and, and to be honest, you know, I, I thought when I thought we'd seen the last of Siddhar. Yeah, uh, I don't agree. think he's the player he was, but then saying that, he is playing a very good role in this team at the moment up here. He's not trying to run with the ball. He's playing very sort of reserved, but I suppose thoughtful hockey is probably the best way to put it. And he's playing a really key role in the game. Now, I know he wants to play in the Asia Games and he wants to go to the World Cup. And I think you have to also look back in it. It was Harendra that was the first coach to pick him for international honours when he picked him for a junior tour of Europe and he played against Poland. So there is a link between Sardar and also Harendra. And I think Sardar respects Harendra because of that opportunity he gave him. And he's fulfilling the role that Harendra is asking him to do in this tournament so far in the opening two games really well. I think today he will be tested more by the Australians who know Sardar's strengths and they also know his weaknesses probably a little bit better than the European sides. Oh, look, and... and <laughs> In some ways, 300 is uh, is the new 100. When I was a kid, a guy that had got to 100 games had given a, a long and de- had a long and dedicated international career, and that's what 300 means now. And I think we should at least acknowledge that that he has been a very good player over a long period of time, a real long period. Well, I think just to put that in perspective, because I was doing my prep for today, so. The first opponent Australia ever played apart from New Zealand was India. Now, Australia played their first test match in 1922 against New Zealand. They played their first test match against India in 1935. So 13 years later, and that was only their ninth test match. So I think it shows you exactly what you're saying is 100% correct. And uh, I reckon he'll be fired up. uh, There is a great rivalry between India and Australia. I think that game today will be a cracker. It should be as well, and of course, uh, today's game will see Eddie Ockenden move into second place in the most cap players for Australia. Uh, just before we move on, you, you did mention that you're staying in the same hotel as the Indians, is that right? Yep, that's right. Can, can you apologise for to suggest yeah. that? Yeah, can you apologise to him <laughs> from me for not being able to pronounce his name correctly? I'll just call him PR from now on. All right, just call him the Wall of India. That's uh, what he's India. known as amongst the team, so I'm sure he'd be happy with that one. Uh, he's made a few good saves. He has. He's um, When you can see he's been out for a while, I thought he was a bit underdone in the Commonwealth Games, and, you know, was he at fault for the loss in the semi-final? Certainly it wasn't one of his better games, but he certainly looks on his metal again up here in Breda. Any uh, pizza shops close to the hotel there, Ash? No, there aren't actually. We're in the middle of nowhere. We the closest thing to us is the stadium. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, England didn't qualify anyway. Fifteen minute walk. <laughs> uh, so it's a, gen- a gentle stroll for you to get down there. It's a lovely stroll. I'm actually loving it. Most of the people are hopping on a bicycle, but I sort of think it's much nicer to just have a nice leisurely stroll to the stadium. Although one of the security guards did stop the other commentator the other night when he tried to walk back and told him he wasn't allowed to. He had to come on a bus. Right. Now, one thing that did befuddle me a little bit about uh, this particular tournament, Ash, is that there's another tournament going on the, at the same time that really has nothing to do with it and is just... And, and same place. At the same venue at the same time. Yeah, that's right. They've got a Four Nations women's tournament and China, Japan, Spain and the Netherlands all playing in that. That started yesterday. And, of course, those four teams are all going to be playing in the Women's World Cup and I think they're using this as the last hit out before the Women's World Cup and they're going to then select their final squads based on performances at this tournament. But, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, the thing everyone's talking about is China. I mean, they got beaten by Japan yesterday in the opening game and 
they did not look like a Chinese team of old. And uh, so people are going, wow, China are kind of slipping down the, the rankings a little bit. But I think we'll still have to wait and see because I was talking to a few of the people involved with China and they were saying there will be changes from this squad uh, to the one that goes to London. They've got four or five players that they're going to bring in uh, who will be heading over to London for the World Cup. So I think it'll be a different squad and obviously they're just trying to see how certain combinations are going to work here and I don't think they're going to show all their cards at once Have they still been picking squads based on the national champion as they did in the past? As, they uh, are in Okay Yes, I mean we were, we were it, was, it was always going to be interesting to see Jamie Mulders go over there and you know we've talked a lot about we, we would expect a rise up the rankings for them um, yeah it's, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that yeah, I mean, that, that, that's been one of the, the, the sort of conversation points is, is he going to last his contract out? Um, because it just looked as if he was getting a bit frustrated yesterday. Um, also that, you know, are the players getting the message that he's trying to convey? I think it would be extremely difficult, though, you know, trying to um, coach a team where you have to have a translator interpret what you've said. I mean, how sure are you that they've actually... Um, conveyed the message that you're trying to get across in that translation uh, so it would be very very difficult but look let's just wait and see I think the proof will be at the World Cup and I'm sure there'll be a very different side then Now we also seeing good crowds for that Four Nations tournament Yeah yesterday it, w- it was kind of not quite as big they, were, they played uh, the Japan-China game was first and then the Netherlands-Spain second and as, as you can imagine Netherlands-Spain had a far bigger turnout for that game and also I think because it was later in the day so it's the crowds are getting bigger as the evening progresses because obviously people are at work and then they're making their way from work um, but last night for the, for the men's game which was the last game at a very late 8 o'clock uh, was actually it was, it was a really packed house and a really entertaining and you know vibrant crowd so the game you're doing today that's India Australia that's a 3 o'clock game that seems quite early in the day for a, a midweek game is that is there a, um, a view towards Indian TV Australian TV for, for that game uh, I, th- I think it's the, the, obviously the TV will play some part but I think it's because the women are going to be playing after the men today um, so they're just trying to work out how they're going to play three games back to back and uh, I think the decision must have been made that this would be 3 o'clock probably for TV I would think in Australia and in India that it's at a better viewing time than it would be if they were the later games I must admit I'm really disappointed that they couldn't allow the Champions Trophy to stand alone and if there was going to be a, a, a concurrent women's tournament it should have been the Women's Champions Trophy yeah look it's you know I'm not privy to how these decisions are made or who makes them but that that's a feeling that's been shared by quite a few people here John so you're not alone on that one and certainly again talking to the coaching staff what they don't like is the fact that we are seeing these games split so you know Australia now have had two days recovery since their last game but then they're going to have to play back to back again and then they'll play two games back to back on the weekend whereas I think it's the Dutch get a day of rest so it's you know I don't think it's right I think if you're going to have these tournaments you know everybody's got to be as fair as you can in terms of days off rather than it favouring some teams as they go into crucial games now we know you've got to get on the bus soon to get out to the stadium to call a big game today I've got one more for you when you, when you uh, first arrived at this tournament you were attending a funeral have you heard any whispers that it might in fact be turning into a baptism and be born again yeah look I have heard that but um, it sort of I was told that before I got here that that was going to be the case but there's been no announcement as yet and I don't know if you've been sort of sharp eyed I haven't actually said in commentary as yet that this will be the last Champions Trophy because I, I'm hearing whispers that it may be reborn but um, I don't want to say it and look a fool so okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll wait for an official announcement but at the moment nobody's giving us any information oh, I'd like to think they Bring it, keep it going. It's a great tournament. I agree, and I mean, it, it, Jamie Dwyer wrote an article over here in the Netherlands, you know, just before he sort of headed home, and he was saying that, it, as far as he was concerned, it was one of the best tournaments they played in because you were always pitting yourselves against the best teams in the world, and there was certainly never an easy game. So to win it and uh, you know lift the Champions Trophy was a real feather in your cap as a team. We're just past the halfway stage, or there or thereabouts. Give us your call for the for the top two, Ash. Yeah, we'll hold you to it as well. 
it's you know what we've been trying to discuss this one ourselves and just trying to work out who we think it'll be and I, I it's very very difficult to call I mean Bobby Crutchy was saying in commentary last night you know he got with uh, England they got into the final a few years back and they'd only got one point after their opening three games and then all the results went their way and they qualified for the final on seven points by winning just those last two games so you think I thought pre-tournament Belgium were the favourites um, they've not played well they're struggling now and they're going to have to win their last two games against India and Pakistan have any hope of getting it I think India are going to be in the final uh, who's going to be there with them if I follow my head at the moment I would say that I think the Netherlands because Australia have not been playing that well but I think today is the key game if Australia win this game then it could well be Australia-Netherlands or Australia-India uh, if Australia lose today then I think we'll see an India-Netherlands final Look, Ash, thanks for joining us tonight. We know you've got to get on the bus and uh, we've got to catch a flight to Singapore so we can watch your commentary tonight. Um, thanks for joining us. Well, I don't us. catch the bus. I told you I'm walking. <laughs> You're walking. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not used to hearing you say that. It's uh, just a bit strange to my ears. We might, we might get you signed up for walking hockey when you get back, Ash. I think I'm too slow for that, even. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time, Ashley. We'll look forward to seeing you again soon. And uh, good luck for the rest of the tournament. And I know you will enjoy the hockey. Cheers, Ash. Cheers, then. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And that was Ashley Morrison just before he was about to toddle off to do his commentary duties at the Champions Trophy in the game that we are watching at the moment. It's Australia versus India. Uh, you'll already know the result far before. Oh, great shot there. Good keeping too. Is that Was that Siddhar? No. No, it wasn't. Um, but it was a great shot, nonetheless. Good ball too. Uh, one all. Ashley Morrison. Yeah, oh, do you, look, I don't know if we can do. I don't. I don't know if we can record and watch the hockey at the same time. We're going to have to make a decision. Okay, we'll see you again soon, folks. Okay. You are with the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. It's quarter time in the game between Australia versus India, so you've got us for a couple more minutes. So we're yeah, it's uh, we had a bit of a glitch in the matrix, so we missed the second Australian goal there. This must be the humidity here in Singapore, John. Um, and uh, it's 2-1 to the Australians at quarter time for those that are keeping check. Just while we're the, the, the quarter time breaks going on, let's have a chat about um, the the stream, the amount of streaming that has been going on because you did want to mention it. Yeah, I did. And I put a little congratulations on one of the posts that came out from the FIH yesterday. Um, we've talked about the balance of quality and quantity and uh, there is a huge quantity out there at the moment with all of the tournaments that are taking place and I just think it's fantastic and okay it might not all be of the highest quality but it's it's out there and it's out there for people to see we talk about visibility a lot don't we um, and I talk a lot about we've got to get the hockey community engaged before we even think about looking to the broader audiences with it now the first step of that is actually having something a product that people can get their eyes on um, the challenge then is making sure that everybody in the hockey community knows that there's stuff happening and where to look if they have a moment oh what should I do I'm going to flick the TV on oh I might just see if there's some hockey on bang they know where they can go and, and, and find it I'm not saying that hashtag live stream hockey is the answer um, but the FIH, um, I think, have done a great job in getting this out there. Now, I'm not saying we've had anything to do with it, John. Okay, that's good. That's very sensible of you, Matt. <laughs> I will, I will though. I, I noticed this afternoon you um, hashtag live-streamed hockey, the South Australian Super League stuff. The Hockey South Which Australia. Which we talked yeah. about a few well, weeks ago. Yeah, over a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Did you, um, was, did, did they add something in? How did you come across that information? Um, I sorted out because, yeah, I I, I had to seek. Well, no, I, well, no, I had to go to the Hockey South Australia website, and then look up Super League and their tab at the top, and then look at fixtures, 
and then it took me to a, a, a competition organisation page thing and I saw that there was a game at 6.45 in the women's competition and I had to go back to the other page and open up a link to the men's competition. I opened that and saw there was a game at 8.30 or, or whatever, it, whatever it was. Um, and then I searched separately for their YouTube channel and uh-huh. uh, got the link for the YouTube channel and then I popped the details into the the Twitter feed and um and took their hashtag uh HSA Super League and added that and there we are the information is out there for the viewing public hopefully they got more than the uh the 100 110 or so they they've got for the previous few games that they've had up there guess what what quarter time's over we're oh. going back for quarter number 2 um, by the way did you send hockey south australia an invoice for that work you did there to promote the sport for them just wondering just wondering. Back to the game. You are listening to the halftime break in the Hockey Champions Trophy 2018 from Breda India versus Australia game. Uh, what have we got? Two Five minutes? Seven and a half minutes? No, less. Uh, now we've got very much less because I just made a mistake, so we had to start again. <laughs> but 2 1 lead to India over Australia. Pretty entertaining game. No, two one lead to Australia over India. Are you oh, watching the same the game? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. I'm just so excited about watching some really like, good hockey. It's like being in some kind of fast paced newsroom here at the moment, <laughs> isn't it, John? <laughs> we, we were having a chat though, weren't we? Just uh, we were. in the break. About what happens to players when they're given a card. Now back in the day you used to have to go and stand behind the goal. That's right. Remember they're that? there for the locals to toss any tomatoes or rotting Absolutely. veg at you, to be ridiculed by the community, um, not to be seen as Another interchange, because that's what they look like at the moment. Two blokes run off. Okay, no one goes back out there for a little while, but they just go and sit in a chair. I think we should bring back the you go and stand behind the goals. Well, there's you a certain... go and stand behind the goal. You can't say a word. If the umpire hears you say your word, there's another five or another two or whatever it is, or five or 15 or whatever the umpire wants to say. There's a certain shame element to it, isn't there? There is a shame element to it, and it'll give the opposition fans an opportunity to let that player know what they might have thought. Oh, you're thinking about taking it into stadium hockey? Oh, absolutely. Make them stand behind the goals in in the zone of shame, behind the net. Now, the hockey community is pretty fair, so I wouldn't expect to see any... um, uh, projectiles uh, heading their way. Well, you did oh, come oh, up with a celebratory moment idea. Well, okay. So my thinking with it is, is that okay? We can't go behind the goals. There's player safety to be, you know to take into account and all, all those sort of things. Um, and you know we're not about a shaming society. Although, if we perhaps put the, um, do you remember like the school fate, school fair dunk yeah, yeah. tank? Oh, um, so, you, so you, you know, oh, yes, there'd be a teacher up on there, or maybe the local vicar, or you know, I don't, you know, I, yeah. I don't know, shopkeeper, whatever, wheel right, from your age. Um, <laughs> Thank you. A dunk tank with the target sort of facing towards the crowd, so maybe a, a, a lucky winner from the crowd could get to have a, a pop. So if you get a green card, you're on the bang, you're on, you're on the chair, the naughty chair, it's the dunk chair. And uh, whenever you get, whenever anybody sits down on one of those chairs, then a member of the crowd has the opportunity to toss something at the target and potentially dunk the player. Um, what a celebratory moment, eh? You the crowd a, will go wild. You are a thinker, Matt Allen, and I can see this having serious uh, applications. I'm all, the thing is, I'm already thinking about the corruption element, and I'll be thinking about those players that. Um, maybe stiffening up a little bit some of the older blokes on the side and uh, think oh if I cop a little sweet green here and get it lucky from the crowd I can have an ice bath before the game is finished and I can get another five minutes on the field and I think the best thing about the system that you're proposing is it's not going to get rid of the sort of cards that happen anyway because players just snap and it doesn't matter what punishment you would have given that person, they still would have snapped. Um, we're talking more about your green card scenario. I, I can see a lot of players reconsidering giving away a green card in fear of sitting in the chair. Of yeah. Shame. Well, I guess it's all, it all depends the temperature 
on the day that you're playing, doesn't it? And, and of course, obviously, the substance that you're going to get dunked into. But, well, that's uh, <laughs> maybe that's provided by the crowd as well. Maybe they. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're into recycling here on the reverse stick, we but are. Near, you know, maybe I've read more into that than, than, I, than I should have. <laughs> um, are we back on yet in the hockey? Not just quite, but um, one thing that has come out of just watching the game. Uh, is that a lot of water being used? Like the players have got water containers on the side, and well, the cannon, the cannons are going, um, but they're obviously not covering. Or I don't know whether it's Braden particularly, you know, reasonably blue skies it, it, and some wispy clouds. It looks um, like a gorgeous day, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, a bit, bit of, of wind blowing. Bit, yeah, a bit of breeze. I, do you know what I love? What. I love the rainbow in a water cannon. I just caught a little glimpse of one then, and it's it's something beautiful. If you see, if you're on a on the turf warming up, and the uh, the sun's out, and the water cannon cannon sort of sprays past you, and you get that glimpse of a rainbow. Oh, yeah, hey? I, you know, and I think I'm in luck today. Ha ha, Judging by the shots that they're showing, of uh, it's showing shots now of the the players coming from wherever the dressing rooms may happen to be, and it looks like they're not actually attached to the stadium. They're walking from a couple of tents well, down a well. You know park. what interests me though, out of that shot, the Aussie boys have come through, and about four of them have got a stick in their hand, and the rest of them have obviously all dumped them in the change rooms. Um, sorry, in the in the dugout before they've gone out. What do you do at half time? Do you oh. put do you put your stick down? Um, yeah, and have and, and grab a water and yeah, have a chat and then pick your stick back up again, or do you do you remain attached to your stick, whether it be no. sort of leaning into your groin when you're up against the wall or against the the goal? Um, I generally put my stick on the ground and and have a drink and do that sort of thing, and then I'll pick it up again when you have a little chat just before you know. Well, when I first come off, drop the stick, grab a drink, and then. But I'll, I'll, if we're standing there having a team talk, I'll have it in my hand or leaning up against me. Isn't it? What do you do with your stick at half-time, ladies and gentlemen? Let us know at the reverse stick on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. What a fantastic topic. Except you, Griffin, eh? fat guts. We know what you do with your stick at half-time. <laughs> <laughs> we better get back to Back to the action. It's, uh, Australia leading India. 2-1. More shortly from the reverse stick. Worst hockey commentary ever. <laughs> You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Back again, it's three-quarter time, Australia versus India at the Champions Trophy. We're loving a great game of hockey. Australia up 3-1. It's been fantastic, isn't it? It's been some really good hockey and entertaining, I thought. Um, I don't know if there's some kind of medium where we can have... uh, There's a TV show called Gogglebox. Yes. Um, It might be quite entertaining for the listeners to have uh, (laughs) Ashley's commentary. with uh, Bobby Crutchley's in the box there with him. I think so. Uh, And... uh, the two of us just chirping in from the side. Um, um, parental advisory, explicit language content. Mm. Adult themes. Yeah, definitely adult themes. <laughs> no, uh, it's been great hockey, and uh, plenty more to come from the Champions Trophy as well. You got a minute or two to fill up before we go back for the last quarter. Yeah, I have. Um, this, this show's kind of got me thinking about a friend of mine that. Um, was tasked to video the reception and speeches and the evening and, and everything at, at, a, at their wedding, at a friend's wedding. Um, they did do that, but unfortunately they didn't quite work out the on and off switch on the camera. So when they thought they were turning the camera on, they were turning it off, and when they thought they were turning it off, they were turning it back on again. So there's a there's a be- there's a beautiful video of of uh, pe- pe- well pe- people standing up to start to speak and and the camera moving up to them and then it and and it turning off. Uh, that's after they've and then been someone being applauded to sit down. Well, you, you get you know 25 minutes of somebody eating some food, um, the chink chink of the uh, the cutlery on the plates, and then a big round of applause. Camera goes up. And gets turned off again. Why, why did this remind you of that? Well, this is a bit like the show tonight, isn't it? It's, oh, it's, our it's, show. It's, we've got this non-commentary of um, live hockey happening that people are going to listen to at a later point in time. Um, there's something a bit surreal about it. It's a bit different for us, but we've got to watch the game. We're here. We're, we're, no, we're our time's it. limited. Our time's limited. So we've got to do the show when we can do the show. There just happens to be hockey on at the same time. We're going to watch it. And I must admit, I've, I've missed a bit of the. Uh, hockey in the last few days having um, problems with getting my ticket to Singapore and having to rebook 
Mate, I, I was lucky to get that last flight from Denmark because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to join you here in, in well, oh, it's essentially you. your, your, your auntie's bathroom, um, for want of a better word, laundry and but the, the very um, petite the apartments here in Singapore. But, uh, but look, it's great to be here anyway. I, I, you know, can't wait to get back to the family after uh, being away for so long. Well, you've only got a, uh, about 15 minutes okay. to go right, cool. and we can uh, wind things up, but... We're going back to Australia well, versus India. Are we there yet? Uh, I don't know. Let me check and see how there's coverage. Uh, yes, we are. Better go. All right. We'll join you after the result. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, full-time Australia versus India, 3-1 Australia, Matt. Fantastic finish of the game there. Um, yeah, um, exciting stuff, wasn't it? Particularly, India pulled the keeper, and uh, with what three and a bit minutes to go. I thought both keepers had really solid games. They made some good saves. Fantastic. We had well, we had uh, um, Tyler Laval, um, according to the stadium announcer, um, in his shiny Mercian gear, and uh, Srijesh at the other end in his oboes. So you're suggesting either one. Well, do you see the clearance off the kicker from the the one uh, off, yeah. off levels? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who got the put, put the ball his foot in there. Away, really, didn't far out, it would it would have gone like yeah, you know, definitely to the other twenty five, twenty three, whatever your parlance is. Um, John, are you on scored dot com? Yeah, I am. Good man. I've had some connections this week, and uh, you've I've, been connected. I've, I've been uh, I've been checking out the marketplace on there as well. Did you know that Rock Oliver? Is moving from his beloved Athletic Terraza in Spain to go and join the Real Club de Polo Barcelona. Oh, that would be causing some waves locally, do you think? Well, he's now living in Barcelona oh, and okay. uh, there's opportunities there. Um, a few other. Shane O'Donoghue going back to KHC Dragons in Belgium. Um, he had a year back at Glen Anne, his junior club in Ireland. Glen Anne, of course, won the. EY uh, Hockey League there in Ireland this year mm-hmm. um, but he's uh, they've provided some um, professional opportunities alongside some hockey work and bits and pieces there so um, they made the decision easy um, he's going back to a team which obviously been, is going to be a little bit depleted after um, the uh, oh what's the bloke what's the bloke called Van Doren Arthur. Those those boys sort of leaving there. I think they've they've left the dragons and they're off to uh, pastures new in in Holland. Um, so there's a bit of a rebuilding job happening there at, at KHC. Um, do you know where I'm getting this information? Ignacy Torres. He's gone to uh, Royal Racing Club de Bruxelles. Scored. It's all from Scored, mate. Yeah, it's all there in the Mercato, the market where you can get all the transfer information and find out. Which players are going where? It could be you joining a club somewhere. You can get in and put your profile in there. You can put your team in there, your club. You can get involved. And uh, it's a fantastic resource for the hockey community. So I really do implore you, if you're a hockey player, get on to score.com and connect. And encourage those that are looking for a club to use it if they're moving. Tell people about it. If, if you're going somewhere, if you, oh, I'm going to give up hockey because I have to move to so-and-so, or you don't have to give up hockey. No, it's potentially su- such a great tool to connect the hockey community. Um, so, yeah, get on board, ladies and gentlemen. Scored.com, you can find the guys on Twitter and on Facebook. <laughs> Now, I played the little bit of feedback sting there, but I only played that because... Um, I didn't know what else we were going to talk about. What else do you want to bring up? Um, well, I, I talked at the top of the show, John, about my reinvigoration um, for the for the sport of hockey. Um, do you want to ask me why? Uh, let me guess. It's because you took your two beautiful daughters to a junior hockey carnival on Sunday. I did and, indeed. And had a brilliant day with lots of other young kids just loving the game. Yeah. So I've, I've done a, a very spot, like my, so I've got a seven year old that's now played, this will be year number three in, in the junior program here, which is a hook into hockey program it's called in Australia. And, 
so she's she's been to a couple of carnivals before, but I've not I've not tried to get too involved. When I turn up at a club, the club that we we play at, um, oh, I've got 25 people want to speak to me about one thing or another, and uh, I haven't had the time to get and do coaching with her. But she, I've also don't think that's particularly a, a great thing to do. I'm I'm comfortable and confident with the coaches that we've got doing the junior programs that I don't need to be there and be involved with that and so she's kind of quite you know learned to love that and um, enjoys the independence of going down and having her own thing and her own coaches and not dad going on at her Um, not that I do obviously but we play a bit at home we've got a little bit of astroturf in the uh, in the front yard and a goal set up and a little trampoline to bounce the ball up and down off and um, some cones you know it's there as and when she wants but I don't push hockey but no she, not but, at all <laughs> oh come on <laughs> your girls love it I know they love it but, and it's fantastic to see but num- number two's three years old and this is her first year going down to, to the club on a Thursday night when, when her sister's training um, where she's confident to have a stick in her hand and hit the ball around a little bit to the point now that she wants to go in and get involved with the the training sessions with the the older kids, generally for about 20 minutes, and then she says, can I go to the club rooms now? I'm bored, or (laughs) something to that effect. All right, certainly I detect that in her anyway. Um, So this weekend, so I've, I've, I've done a couple of bits of coaching over the past couple of weeks because some of the key people have been away. And I've, and I've enjoyed it and I've got to know some of the kids there and so in responding to say yes my eldest would like to play in this this most recent carnival I had junior coordinator Shah and said well you're coaching at the weekend I was like oh, okay yeah no worries I knew I had a late night Saturday anyway and it was going to be a bit of a struggle early Sunday morning wasn't particularly looking forward to it um, but Within about 20 minutes of engaging with the little little group of munchkins that were there, my attitude totally changed. My focus just went straight on them and onto their hockey and to trying to give everybody a fair go and get a you know a, a bit of time up front, a bit of time at the back, um, and trying to radiate some kind of positive positivity through them. And mate, they just they shone. They were such little stars. They listened, they enjoyed it, um, they were boosted. I've been buzzing for four or five days since, since and I, I got a second-hand nice little note from one of the parents about how um, his daughter can, now considers herself as a hockey player and she learnt lots on the day and really enjoyed the engagement. And Mate, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I like it. Uh, I like it. Okay. Oh, yeah. You did a bit of umpiring as well. Pardon? You did a bit of umpiring as well. No, I have to. No, the great thing was it was a, like these, these were little, little, little kids of the sort of year one, year two age group. My three-year-old made her debut for the club. She got on and had a couple of games, about six minutes in two in two separate games. Um, at which point I had to take her off the field because she was crying because somebody ran into her um, but it's like it's okay darling you're going to get that don't worry you'll get that um, yeah just uh, but it was it was, it was a, a such a wonderful experience John honestly genuinely it was it was um, so thrilling to be able to um, guide a young group and getting them uh, you know in a circle before our last game and tapping all of our sticks together and Shouting out the club name, one, two, you know, just brilliant. So good, so good. And to get positive feedback from parents and from the kids as well. Boy, oh boy, I don't want to do anything else. I just want to coach little kids. That's it. That's all I want to do. I uh, I heard a little story that Firstborn may have uh, a little bit of her father in her when it comes to their relationship with people in control of the game. Yeah, she absolutely ignored my on-field instructions and I thought good girl good on you she's like well hang on I've I've done fine with this for the past couple of years without you talking to me on the sideline now suddenly you're my coach Uh, where does this sit bless oh look it's wonderful to see in the hockey world and there's lots of stories like that floating around too there's you know 
people getting the same sort of joy out of the game. Yeah, well, this is it, but it's 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 a kind of a fresh thing for me. I'm heavily involved with all sorts of pains in the the backside, men's teams and men's players getting daughter, red cards and upsetting other clubs and doing all sorts of things that it's just a chore. Apart from your daughter, but, the, every kid did exactly what you told them to do, didn't they? Um, no, no, there were some that I had to scream at <laughs> repeatedly to <laughs> retreat back past the halfway line after we'd scored a goal at the other end. Uh, one particular young man, um, he'll be he'll be a big star. Um, I had to try and attune him to the fact that once he gets to within four metres of the goal, he looks up to try and pass to a teammate because I think he scored seven in the first game. <laughs> I've made the point at one stage that uh, running a junior team is like herding cats and running the FIH is running all the people that are trying to herd all the cats. But anyway. But are those people behaving in a cat-like manner? Well, it's just a, a hierarchy of herding cats. It's, yeah. Well done, mate. You do a great power of work for hockey that people wouldn't realise in, in our, for our club and, and a broader scheme. So I'm glad you got those moments of joy out of it because I do know there are moments where you lose hair from us. Yeah, and this is the, this is the beauty. Look, I, I needed a bit of a reminder of what of why I'm doing it. But honestly, I need a reminder, and yeah. that is such a clear reminder. And I'm already thinking about okay, how do we how do we theme some little you know training sessions for those kids? All right, next week we'll do uh, um, exactly the same same setup, same time, same place, but we'll do pirate training. So when we do rob the nest, that we rob the cannonball. And look, everybody's got a hook already, you know. Just turn your, stick, turn your stick upside down and, yeah, you know, pass it to me. How much have we missed here on the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast? We're going to wipe it up shortly. Grandmasters World Cup happening in Barcelona. That's the, what are the age groups? We're over 60s, over 65s, over 70s. Um, yeah, 60s, 65s, 70s and 75s, men and women. Um, that's all happening in Barcelona at the moment. Some intense competition from some serious athletes. The beauty of the Grandmasters World Cup there is that you've got that mix of ex-international players, but people have also then gone on and, and they've stayed fit enough long enough and loved the game long enough that they've been able to uh, represent their country. So stick at it, stay fit. You never know. You never know. I I'd, think it's fantastic, and obviously we've got I'd the Masters. I'd love Mas- to compete at something like that. I'd love to go to a competition like that. We've got the Masters World Cup coming up um, in a month or so, a couple of months' time um, in Terrassa. So that's you know also in Spain. There, there will be a um, a merging of the two different Masters associations next year. Okay. So we've got the World Grand Masters Association and we've got the, Mar- the, the, um, the World Masters Association. They will come together. And so we'll, maybe I don't know whether we'll see events all happening at the same time. That's, uh, but that's that's a good thing. It's all part of the hockey revolution, keep, keeping people playing as long as they can keep playing, John. Oh, no, I agree with that. I agree, yeah. Hashtag walking hockey. Had some interesting discussions this week about that and other stuff happening here in Oz. Great. Um, yeah, there's plenty more happening. Uh, I've led to believe in relation to our, some of our broadcast snipes. Fox Tell have been showing all the Champions League, uh, Champions Trophy games uh, involving countries not from Australia. Tell us about the deals you guys have got, whether you're getting to see all of the hockey that you think you should be seeing or not seeing. And you can do that via our socials which would be Facebook, Twitter, The Reverse Stick, basically. And Instagram. Instagram. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I'm not allowed to do that, am I? But you can email us as well, matt at net or john at net. Please feel free to get in touch. Always happy um, to hear from you. Other great stuff happening. The Pro Series Indoors just wrapped up oh, in yeah, Ireland. F- yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, we, we spoke about a lot, uh, a lot about the, the South African version. And it's the first time that it's happened in Ireland, and the finals have been happening over the past oh, look, week well, or so. Well, maybe Tyron's been all across that because he knows a little bit. But, but it seems to be a great success. Rob, Rob Abbott yeah. was down there the other oh, day and and posted um, a load of stuff up there. How uh, do you keep up with everything that's going on? 
It's hard. Because it does. I've got to get better. I've got to get a notepad or something because the amount of hockey conversations oh. and things that happen through the week just, you know, get, get missed off. Um, what else have we got, John? Um, we did, uh, we popped it out there earlier on, on Twitter to see if anybody, um, had any discussion points. Did we get it? For the show. Yeah, we did. We had the gentleman with regard to para hockey. Oh, that's right. I'm just going to try and find it now. And it's kind of timely because it's discussions that I've uh, been involved with here. And with, unfortunately, we lost an interview with a gentleman called Adam Thomas from Access Sport in the UK that spent a lot of time um, developing and, and supporting the guys that have set up the Flyers hockey programs in England, um, which you know and we've seen similar things happening in Ireland and similar things happening in um, uh, in Europe and lots of parallel events happening to some of the big tournaments that have, that have been going on. Now, it's something we're looking at here, and I am looking at personally in a, on, a, on a club perspective at the moment. I've had some really encouraging conversations about it. So in response to that, the tweet that I put out was from a uh, gent called Steve Bradley in the UK, and the tweet reads, Para hockey in England, catching up with Europe, light years behind. What does inclusion and diversity look like for clubs? And it's a great question, isn't it? And now, I spoke a couple of weeks ago about going to a, a social inclusion um, um, presentation and made some links through that. And we've, as a club now, we've made some links through to our state association on on this particular matter. And it's all kind of come together quite nicely at the right time where we've got an, a state association that's very getting very active in the area and... Um, aware of social inclusion and as a club it's something we recognise that we're already doing but we we can do more and we can uh, have a um, a more balanced approach to this you know the, the cradle to the grave approach and the, the the whole hockey community which which we do but sometimes we need to formalise it a little bit and I've seen some of the great stuff that's happened with para ID hockey in Europe and across the globe we don't have that locally and I think that's something that we can get involved with and embrace within our club because I know that we have that strong community now it's going to be different for every different club and every different community and, and even towards the different programs the, the needs of the people that you get involved are going to be different so there's no sort of fixed format for, for what it looks like so I think it's about conversations now Steve may be saying that para hockey in England is is way behind what's happening in Europe, but you've you've got to start somewhere with everything. So it's all it's all a stepping stone, isn't it? it you might you might view that we're way behind somebody else or something. That's fine. Well, there we, there you go. There's something to aspire to. Here's our start point. That's where we want to be in a given period of time. And you put the steps in place to, to make it happen. You get the organisations involved. You get the grants if they're available to facilitate it. Um, what I've been enthused about with the conversations we've had with the State Association is that they're very clear that they would like the delivery of programmes to be a, a, a club-based thing and for them to be the conduit to uh, maybe to grants, maybe to... Um, different associations or groups that can help the delivery on, on some of the areas that we're probably not as specialised. So we can do the hockey side of things, but we need the professionals in other areas to do it. Um, the conversation has to start somewhere. So you might say you're behind, but I say that's an opportunity for you to catch up. You're, yep. not, you're nodding at me. I am. Well, uh, what more can I do but agree? Talking sense. Yeah. It's all about the relationships. It's all about the community. It's it, and it's about working together. And maybe you know the vision I'd like to have at my at our club is that we have a, a social inclusion team. Now, I see we there's different different problems in different areas and different opportunities in different areas. So in Australia, 
Um, it may be that working towards a high level of indigenous players involved in your club. If it might be in the UK, it might be more refugee players within your club. If it, it could be yeah. a displaced society or a displaced group, um, where it's about opportunity for anybody. Now, yeah, this is it. Everybody and every anybody. That's it. An absolute open open platform and open arms. And I know that our hockey community, we have open arms. So. I, I implore anybody out there, get, if, you, if you're involved within your club, try and get involved with whatever programs that are, are happening around and about. And I think, yeah, the Paraide hockey is a great thing. I think walking hockey is a great thing as well, to, you know, in, in a similar, um, in a oh, similar definitely. vein. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, I think the more that we can be involved in our community and drive our community and reflect our community... Um, Keely spoke about that some time back about visibility with, with certain things um, the better our clubs will be and the more sustainable they'll be Ladies and gentlemen you are privileged to have heard the words of wisdom and sense coming from Matt Allen this evening How'd you go the weekend anyway John? Uh, Sorry? I coached on the side on anyway. 2 2 draw against the top of the ladder. It's all about the rotation, mate. Mate, 4-0, honestly, we had, we could have been 3-0 up at half time, I'll tell you, and they just go bang, bang, bang in the first 10 minutes of the second half, bloody Duncan Foles, Hits the ball as well as anybody's hit a hockey ball ever. And oh, he, he, and great, gracefully as well. He's he a just, graceful hitter of the ball. He's like isn't the he? Victor Trumper of hitting hockey balls. Huh. And uh, you know what? Oh, I think I'll, I think I'll overhead this sixteen. Opposition centre forward. Just hey, no, what, no, what did he do? Overhead. Was it, was it an overhead or was it 16. was it a low overhead? It was a low overhead. Yeah. Opposition centre forward. Oh, hang on, sorry. Was it was it an aerial or was it a Ferial. Uh, I, I, I call them underheads. Okay, what happened? Sorry, it was, go, go. went over the guy's head, but not by much. Opposition, opposition centre forward just bats it like a tennis shot. Back into the day, runs on a bang, goal. Mm. Not happy. You'd expect more from a folds, wouldn't you? Oh, you would. 